We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original. WEI. Two of Fitzy and Hart here on WEEI. We have been your midday programming, sports information, and entertainment. We'll be with you Sunday after Patriots versus Dolphins, the Six Rings postgame show, live here on WEEI, immediately following the conclusion of Fish at Pats from 4 to 7.30. Then we'll be with you Monday on a Patriots Monday, possibly from Gillette Stadium. During the afternoon portion. Oh, we will. I believe we are from Gillette Stadium. Still awaiting confirmation. Chat with Mr. Mac Jones. Boy, you two are just going to be insta-besties. Mac, love you, mean it. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, which uh, which one of the two of you is the one that always says I have a lousy attitude and you don't like me very much? That's me. Yeah, I'd love (laughs) to see you put your... uh, Let's see about Oh, if he asked me, I'll say it. I've never had a problem being honest with people. How could I? If I'm going to sit on the airwaves and say, I don't really like the way he handles his interviews, I don't really like some of the things he does on the field, and then go... Zip it. JK. <laughs> LOL. Oh, be better. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's my I mean, job. That's what he always says. This is, right. I'm, we're trying to do our job the best we can, just like he's trying to do his job exactly. the best he can. I'm going to be you, where my feet are. Now, do you believe you have been surrounded with the appropriate resources to do your job the best you, you can? you legitimately have to ask that question? <laughs> oh, the irony. Oh, I believe that. Isn't it ironic? Don't it's crazy, think? though, that we've actually taken calls already on this topic. And, of course, the discussion has been, uh, shall we say, spurred on a bit here at the end of the year by the Raiders benching Derek Carr, not just for the game Sunday, but for the rest of the year. Like, and he's they been said sent stay home. home. They literally said, like, don't be a distraction. It's in the best interest of our football team. Of course, Bill Belichick always telling us everything here is done in the best interest of the football team. <clears throat> and that's exactly what they're trying to do in Las Vegas with the Raiders. So Josh is now starting Stiddy, Stid the kid. Even if it's not a maybe Stidham could be the option or the future for us here, it's more about like we got to do something different because Derek Carr is not grasping the Vegas Raiders system. He is not grasping what McDaniels has done. Nine years in the league, six different offensive coordinators. Hey, Mac Jones, if that's your future, guess what? Because you'll likely be playing here next year with your third different coordinator. It screws with your brain. It's too many different numbers. Too many different letters, too many different scripts, route trees, etc. It's hard to grasp, and obviously he has not cottoned to McDaniel's system. Where do you think Carr plays next year, and what kind of correlation could that have to Mac Jones and the Patriots? Well, is Carr a man of his word? Because he has said he will not play anywhere but the, for the Raiders. That's what he has said. Now, do I you believe him? As uh, a man of faith, as a man of the book. Him? I kind of believe like, doesn't he... But he could make... Would you turn down $30 million just because you said, like, I only want to play for Raider Nation, a fan base that has been displaced by greed? Um, I don't know. For some reason, I kind of sort of believe him. He just seems like a different kind of cat with his, mm-hmm. his loyalties, and, and I just... I don't know. I could see him saying, okay, I'm done. That's fine. Like, I'll go retire. I, I think he does want to get into maybe, like, the ministry or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people... I think do hold to a different standard. They're not the Joe average. Uh, but I can make twenty but million if I go one here. or two more years. If you're Derek Carr, let's say you do want to, you're a man of faith and you do want to work in the ministry. Maybe you want to go on some missions, do some work to help people. Wouldn't uh, an extra twenty five or fifty million in the pocket possibly help you? Uh, I don't know. Deal with some displaced town folk. Absolutely. Um, build some churches. Do like do the good the good work of the Lord. And I still think I believe it was Orlovsky. That got all sort of indignant and said, like, somebody's getting a top 12 quarterback next year in Derek Carr. 
that. Do you, do you believe he's top 12? He's he has been. I mean, he's got the career. Arm. I mean, 2016, until he got hurt, he was right. the front runner for MVP. I, You know what I can't get out of my mind? Played well last year, too. The throw to Kyle Duggar. I can't get that out of my mind. Oh, that was so I bad. I can't. A quarterback of his pedigree, tenure, experience, you can't do that. You, you absolutely can't. So, I don't know. He certainly... Cam Newton says he's still one of the best 32. Can we agree Carr is still one of the best 32 in the National Football League? I would say he's one of the best 20. I'll even go a step further. Now, where he fits in the top 20 depends on... Is Mac one of the best 20? Right now, no. Oh, so you believe that definitively Carr is a better player than Mac? Right now, yes. And, okay. so and Derek Carr has Carr been over Mac. Would I take De- would I take Carr over Mac? Don't do the Glenn Ordway and answer a question with a question just so you can pause, deny, and lie. No. Do I, I believe right now Derek Carr is better than Mac Jones? Yes. Would I take him over him long term? No. He's two years in. He's two years in. Showed enough potential last year that if you actually recalibrate the quarterback and play to his skill set, then he'll be much much better. And he's also seven years younger. Yeah, I would not take Carr over Mac. I think Carr has proven what he is: twentieth quarterback, middling mm-hmm. quarterback. You're not going to win because of him. You're probably not even going to win a Super Bowl with him. Like that's who he is. I don't know what Mac is because I think everything nope. went icky balooky haywire for Mac this year, and I think that you, you at least got to give him the hope, the potential, the the whatever you mm-hmm. still believe in a little bit. Um, but there are supporters of, and I believe Orlovsky was the guy who was like the super supporter, almost to an arrogant of of Stafford. Like he 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 believes in certain he's quarterbacks, such a, but he's a, but he's part of the fraternity. So he's always yeah. going to defend. Yeah, yeah. Linebackers defend linebackers. Quarterbacks defend quarterbacks. Right. Like, Even his analysis of the Patriots has been all about the system and the coaching and the scheme. It has not fallen on Mac. No, it hasn't. And the last time he did one of those breakdowns on Twitter, I think it's at Orlovsky7 on Twitter, the last time he did one, it was like third and four. And he just, like, you watch the play from the All-22 develop, and he's got, like, the little telestrator pen stylus routine going on. And he's like, okay, so let's see. It's third and four. Here's the quarterback's drop. He's like showing us where the first down line is. And all these receivers are now like seven yards past the first down marker. They will None run. None have even turned around yet. And he and he literally just goes, what is this? When somebody who works in television football analysis and played the position, to what degree you choose to assess the quality of his play over his decade-long career, fine. But the guy obviously knows how offenses work, how quarterbacks tick, et cetera. When he's literally just going, what is this? It's not good. No, and it's not the first time. It ain't right, son. It may not be the last time. They got two weeks more to perform. I, th- I, I do. I believe, honest to God, not for radio's sake. We ain't playing radio with this one. I do believe Mac Jones over the final two games is actually playing for his future with the Patriots. If like, he goes out and they give him everything they can possible, and he stinks, even if they don't give him everything possible, and he just like makes bad reads, runs into pressure, which I've accused him of doing, which many people have gotten frustrated by this season. It can't be everyone else's fault all the time. Like, you have to be party to some of the blame. Some, some. small portion. But as that play would point out, you watch Mac and say he's running into pressure. Orlovsky watches the receivers and says, what the hell are these idiots doing? Why are they just running down the field not looking for the foot? Like, if Mac has nowhere to go with the ball, we know he can't run. We know no good things are going to happen over the long haul when he runs. Every once in a while, can he pick up a first down, slide, kick a guy in the nuts? Yes, it, it, it's happened occasionally. But beyond that, good things aren't going to happen for you. And if the receivers are doing what Arlovsky is pr- pointing out, but when you say he, do you think he, is there a chance Mac Jones does not accompany the team to training camp next year? Chance, yes. Percentage? I'll go Larry Bird, 33. Thir- so a 1-3 chance that Mac Jones is not on the Foxborough fields when training and camps that, begin. And that is not due to my disbelief in wow. him. That is due to the fact that I don't know. This year has gone sideways, gone south, gone south sideways so many different times that I honestly believe even the organization doesn't know who the hell should be calling plays, who the hell their quarterback should be. A- at this point, if you were that frustrated with Mac with the antics, with the F-bombs, with shaking off the coach, with questioning the system, wow. as much as you and I agree that he should be doing all of that, then give him the Derek Carr treatment. Tell him, sit down, take the rest of the year off. We'll play Zappy. We'll reset everything in the offseason. But I don't know. I mean, they're just like, they've ruined, they've borderline, I mean, they've ruined his sophomore season. Absolutely. It's not possibly broken the guy. He's broken. 
He's broken. The only question is, can you rebuild him and repair him? The whole goal of this season was to advance Mac Jones. If you don't advance to the playoff, at least advance Mac Jones. And now they've just they've blown what this season is completely all about. Yeah, I no longer believe that was the goal. You could not make Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator and play caller and Joe Judge the quarterback's coach and have the lone goal to be progression of your quarterback. Those two things do not marry up. So, therefore, that was not the goal. It was a bridge year to Billy O'Brien. That's why Matt Patricia you, is in the filler role. Fill in role. Matt Patricia is fifty. Pro season. Oh, the Urban de- Dictionary definition? No, not that. The oh, fill-in. Oh, dear God. The oh, the fill-in. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Fitzy and hot. Filling in 10 to 2. Oh, my God. Matt I Patricia, filling in. And I heard your boy, our pal from the Six Rings podcast and Patriots.com, Paul Perillo say, that's a fireable offense. I agree. 100%. Heard that there. Heard that first, everyone. Andy Hart, colon, fireable offense. If you did not put Mac Jones in position to succeed, if you did not have the best interest of the football team in mind for a season. Isn't that a fireable offense? Or maybe if you actually thought Matt Patricia and Joe Judge was the right call and the answer to their offensive woes. Or well, then at least that's the a fireable offense. Now that's a Either fi- way, now you've lost your mind, and that's a fireable offense. Either way, it's a fireable offense. It's not. That was, it's supposed to be Kyle. Kyle, are you there? <laughs> Hello, Kyle. Hey, happy Friday. What's going on, guys? How you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. So, you know, I'm not out on Bill Belichick yet. Um, I think I'm done with the Matt Patricia and the Mac Jones experiment. Um, I really like Stetson Bennett out of Georgia. How? What do you guys think of him, and how far do you think he'll fall in the draft? Uh, I think Stetson Bennett will likely be a mid-round quarterback. Yeah, probably like a. To me, he um, like I get a lot. I get big AJ McCarron vibes out of him. Like, he does, doesn't have a rocket arm, wasn't even supposed to be the starter. He's obviously got the winning ways. Ever, America fell in love with him when he showed up hungover, possibly still drunk on Good Morning America after winning the national championship last year. The kid can win, but uh, you're talking— He ta- might not even get drafted. He, yeah, so we're talking, I just like, Googled. fourth, fifth-round talent, maybe. And he's got, like, Mac Jones. Like, it's you're, you're well, drafting Mac Jones. Mac Jones, Jones 15th rep- overall. I mean— Mac Jones. So you shouldn't be comparing that. But you're going to get something similar in terms of body type, arm intelligence. Like, he's got that winning edge to him. He's got that vibe. Okay. He's got a vibe to him. I don't care for the vibe. It's kind of like the Mac. I knew it was another one. I knew Uh, it. But ESPN, I'm reading this now. ESPN NFL draft expert Jordan Reed ranked the top 17 quarterbacks for the 2023 NFL draft this week. And Bennett made the list, coming in at number 13. And that is from December, mid-December. So as of mid-December, he's a bottom-of-the-barrel NFL draft prospect. So, Like last year where you're Sam Howells and you're Desmond Ritter. He was also a bottom-of-the-barrel uh, Georgia prospect. prospect. Yeah. He's also 5'11". And he wins. Yeah, I've seen Matt Miller tweet he's going to sell the most insurance in Athens, Georgia in history because they're probably going to win the national championship, but he's not getting drafted. Yeah, and there's no shame in that. Stetson Bennett's... Cars, but that's in Bennett Auto. Kyle would like him to replace Mac Jones, and I believe that says more about Mac Jones than it does about Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Bennett. I could not, for the uh, love of me, even if Bill Belichick likes Kirby Smart because he's from the Nick Saban tree and they have a relationship, I could never, ever, ever see Stetson Bennett coming in like, you know what we're going to do? Going to go with a smaller, less strong Matt version of Mac Jones to take over. He will also be 26 in his rookie season, so it's like Stetson drafting Bennett, 26. He's 25. He's 25. How the hell did that well, happen? It's you're really not a drafting prospect. Brandon Whedon. Right, like, yeah. Minus the giant arm and the extra six inches to see over the gargantuan lineman. And Brandon Whedon was with. also, what, 29? Yeah, yeah, he was, like, basically 30 after his yeah, He was collecting Social Security yeah. when he was drafted. He was the first ever quarterback to get a Social Security jack and a draft So bonus. you don't like Mac Jones, Bailey, Zappi, and Stetson Bennett, the seventh-round pick competing Aren't you for ba- the job? Isn't Stetson Bennett just a Georgia pedigree version of Bailey Zappi? Well, I mean, played at a same, higher level same, and won same at a higher size. level. But he played and won at a higher level. On some level. All Bailey Zappi did when he got into the uh, this year was win. Except the Bears game. Which I was, was so waiting for you to finish the story. But that wasn't his fault. I don't blame no, that on him. It's not his fault. Never his fault. No, the Those Zapp- passes being batted and picked off, not his fault. Whose fault Zapp- is it? Everything, like, was, every, everything was not Mac and Zappi's fault in the Bears game. So whose fault was it? Bills? Some, no, he, the majority of the blame goes to him. Not all of it, the majority. Okay. Yeah, I, I have no interest in Stetson Bennett as the next quarterback of the page. Like, I wouldn't understand the point. Now, if you just want to take a flyer and you think he's special, he's one of the great leaders of men or whatever, uh, back-to-back titles, all these things, a flyer, late round, undrafted, sure, I'm fine with that. But I'm not putting any stock into the 
potential for him to be my quarterback at any point. Is Mac playing for his future in Foxborough this Sunday against the Dolphins in a must-win game? We'd love to hear from you, 617-779-7937. We're going to trend right now when we come back. Also, a little Celtics talk will be mixed in because at 1130, the great Bill Walton joins Fitzy and Hart on WEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Boston's Sports Original. You've said you've heard kind of the narrative coming in. What kind of surprised you once you did get to know both of them or even just see them both play together? How humble they were, um, both of them. You know, um, you know, I've been around this league a long time. I never seen no why I never seen a I never seen a a, a star like JT. You know, I, you know he's kind of a throwback. He practices, um, he plays. Um, you know, J, uh, JB's the same way. You know, so for me, uh, being in college and recruiting a lot of these guys, I know a lot of these guys from when I was recruiting Memphis, Arizona, and uh, I'm telling you, I just you know, I tell our staff this all the time. I said you should appreciate for those. I've been in a lot of organizations. You should appreciate them because it's not like that everywhere, and people will tell you that. So, um, I just I appreciate them because they make it easier for you to coach them. Um, they allow you to coach them, and um, you know they allow you to help them get better. Celtics assistant coach and interim interim coach i should say over the last couple of nights damon stoudemire there talking about how special the j and j connection is on the boston celtics great win last night for the celtics enjoy it talk about a perfect new year's eve 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 way to spend your night get together with a couple of friends a couple of cold ones some buffalo chicken nachos watch the celtics game thursday night football just a delightful holiday evening with friends you watch thursday night football no okay thanks i, I had literally the place that we went to on the south shore they are facing that problem we discussed earlier in the week. How do you get Thursday night football on the television when you don't have a bunch of smart TVs in the house, yet you've got a bunch of nice flat screens everywhere? So it was college basketball in half the bar, college, uh, excuse me, Celtics in half the bar. And then a couple of people like myself had their phones with Amazon Prime Video on just so they could sort of like keep an eye on it for fantasy purposes, wagering purposes, et cetera. In a trash fire of a game that that was last night. Yeah, well. if if the Titans aren't going to try to win, I'm not going to try to watch it. So therefore, was it, what was the name of the uh, quarter? Was it Ken Laird or Chris Curtis who started for the Titans last night? Pretty much. No, it was actually Nick Fitzy Stevens. Nick Fitzy Fitzy Popcorn started last night. If it's a was radio, it Josh fill-in? Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Yeah, the guy that they pulled off of the Lions practice squad eight days ago. Yeah, he uh, he actually wasn't terrible. No, he wasn't. He moved pretty well. Uh, you know who wasn't uh, great? Dak Prescott again. He likes to turn the ball over. What is up with that? Like that's going to get a team like that that you want to talk about like taking the talent of a team and the promise and potential. Like the Cowboys are twelve and four. Dak is doing it almost in spite of the talent they have. And he, if he hadn't missed five games to the injury, mm-hmm. can you imagine how many turnovers he'd have, Ooh. interceptions he'd have? There you go. But uh, are, no. they, are you hearing like? Are they hearing like the same way we had to listen to like Zappy Zappy a couple of times? Cool. Are you? Are we hearing Cooper? I don't Cooper. think so. 
No, I don't think so. I think they uh, they know who their franchise quarterback is one way or the other, just like Celtics fans know who their superstars are. And I really enjoyed that quote because that's a star player turned assistant coach, mm-hmm. basketball guy telling you, like, don't take this for granted. This isn't normal. And we always wonder what the relationship is. What is Tatum's relationship with Brown and Brown with Tatum and the organization? And are we in this for the long haul? Will they get their super maxes? Will they re-sign again with no problems? And... I think that's an interesting perspective on the success they're having and why you shouldn't take it for granted. Yeah, we we really need to start focusing on how lucky we are to have these two guys at the prime of their career turning in nights like they did last night. I mean, they're a 30-30. Yeah. Like, we, what if we're, I told you? Yeah, we're now taking it for granted that they just roll out of bed and they're going to get somewhere in the high 20s, 30s, 40, whatever, as a tandem. And then everybody else, it's like, you guys just fill in around us. We'll start with 60. Mm-hmm. You guys fill in the yeah. rest. You got a baseline of 55 every night. Yeah. You guys just get us the other 40, 50, 55, whatever we need. Turns out last night they needed 116. They did have a 13-point lead. The Clippers took a lead either late third or early fourth. Celtics turned it on the fourth quarter. Now they're 26-10 and 10 on the season. You may say, like, that's a pretty dynamic duo they have out there in Los Angeles with Kawhi Leonard and Old Paul news. George. Guess what? They are. That's the thing. They're they're twenty twenty two slash twenty twenty three. They're having hot dogs. They're having hot dogs and beers that they picked up at the turn on the back nine of their careers. Tatum and Brown, not they can't even see the clubhouse at this point. Like no, there is so much the lay ahead team. of them. We just have to make sure we do not burn Tatum out before the playoffs and or the finals like he was last year. Why don't we worry about burning Jalen Brown out? Um because I feel like because everybody I, only wants to talk about Tatum. I feel because he's a little more. I feel like Jalen Brown has like limitless energy. I like Jalen Brown, like he's no, just a he physical specimen. Like sometimes the knee gets a little sore and he has issues. Tell you what, if you can give me nights like we were talking about during the break, uh, people couldn't hear what we were talking about during the break. That's why we're going to talk about it now on microphones. Derek White, great night last night. Thirty-seven minutes, fifteen points, four assists, two rebounds, but a huge block in the game as well. Like Derek White doing Derek White things is great off the bench. And if Marcus Smart's going to give you 17 and not nine assists from Smart. There it is. That's the number. I always look for with him. Assists. I think that's key. And we talked More about... More assists than threes. When we were doing your uh, list, uh, top ten list yesterday that you were leading oh, the way through. Oh, the, the traction and response to that Huge. was massive. Huge. Massive. Huge. People are talking about it everywhere. The complimentary uh, contributors of last finals run... You have a better complimentary cast of contributors this year that you're still going to need. That's how you win. You start with the stars, and then you fill in the complimentary pieces, but they're better this year. Brogdon, White, more traction and comfort, mm-hmm. I think, in his role. There's no reason to be down on the Celtics right now. There is and every reason time to Lord, I'll give you this from our old pal Brian Barrett. Time Lord, 113 minutes. Celtics have a 122.5 offensive rating in those minutes. Having the lob threat and vertical spacer, new weapon, small sample size, but I like separating the two bigs. His numbers from the metric man, our old pal and beyond, are just ridiculous. There's such a better team with him on the court. Marcus Smart doing those things, more assists than threes, getting healthy Rob Williams on the floor like that allows the J&J connection to just go off. Bill Walton will be joining us in just a couple minutes. Back to the phones we go. George is down in Lakeville. Hello, George. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Happy to hey, have I you. just got a quick question. Is You guys keep discounting... Uh, Zappy, and you keep building up Mac as if he's a, you know, he's going to be here forever. Mac has played god awful since the break last year. I've been to the training camp, the preseason games, and all the games, and the season ticket holder. Terrible. When Zappy was there, the whole team was smiling. Like how good the coaching staff is, how good the receivers are. The offensive line was top five in the NFL. I think if the Patriots make a one-person change and let Zappy play instead of Mac Jones, they'll be playoff-bound and they'll do well in the playoffs. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. All right. Thank you very much for the call, George, and a happy new year to you. That's, I'll least... agree to disagree, George. If they can make one-person change, it would be Nick Cayley taking over for Matt Patricia calling plays. I would like to see that because I believe – that the, the problems are rooted in trust. We had somebody earlier talking about on the text line, like, you ever watch Jalen Hurts? He throws it to his receivers. He lets go of the ball before they even make their break. Yeah, you know what that tells me? Coaching. Trusts the coaching, and he trusts the receivers. I don't think Mac trusts either right now. And if you listen to, don't just listen to me, but if you listen to the likes of Orlovsky, Kurt Warner, a Hall of Fame quarterback, 
he doesn't have reason to trust the scheme or the receivers based on what they are watching every week on the All-22. So I don't, I don't pretend that Mac is perfect, and I don't pretend that Mac is the future or the franchise, anything. But I can't accept the people that just turn their head and say, no, 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 Patricia's not the problem. It's all Mac. I don't like Mac. He's not good. Zappy's the answer. I just, if you can't acknowledge Patricia and the scheme are part of the problem, I don't know what you're watching. Yeah, that's that is problem number one. Things have gone in the exact opposite direction that they should have because of that one key decision Bill Belichick made. That's why at the top of our 10 biggest storylines in Boston sports list 2022, McDaniel's departing replacement with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, easily the number one storyline. Yes, of course, Bill Russell passing may be more monumental, momentous, sad, and you know resonates through the halls in the history of Boston sports. But for the love of everything, how could anything be more impactful in terms of clicks, reads, dialogue, discussion, debate, and more than what happened? I mean, it happened at the end of January, for God's sakes, and here we are still discussing it. 11-plus months of talk radio, of debate, of opinions, Twitter. Just think about it. Like, not just for us. I feel like Orlovsky and, and Kurt Warner have made a career this season out right. of just analyzing Mac Jones and Matt Patricia in the offense. The same way so many people owe their careers to, you re- you recognize this play-by-play voice, you know, Johnny Most because he was there during the great years of the Celtics and Larry Bird. You recognize this analyst because uh, – this columnist argued with this player, and Tom Brady made the careers of so many people. At the same time, you're right. A lot of people have made name this year by critiquing Matt Patricia and the Patriots. Now, to turn things to a bit more of a positive green moment, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, here to talk about his ventures with the 617 Collection as part of a new digital initiative with Distinct.so and more a Boston Celtics legend, an NBA legend, and personality to spare. The great Bill Walton joins us here on the Fitzy and Hart program on WEI. Good morning, Bill, and thanks for joining us. How are your holidays, sir? Good morning. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I'm spending time with Lewis and Clark here in southeastern Washington State, Pullman tonight, UCLA at the Washington State Cougars and the Pac-12 Network. But right now I'm in Boston digitally, virtually with this great program that we've got with my wonderful friend, Jimmy McLeod, a Boston native, a Holy Cross graduate, an entrepreneur and innovator of the highest order. And we have put together this fabulous digital collectible about the soundtrack of your life. Distinct. Yeah, distinctly Boston, distinctly the 617. I'm doing fantastic. My health has never been better. I'm 70 years old now. The Celtics are in first place. Oh, my gosh. Jalen Brown has got his game going. Jason Tatum over the top. The team game, the new coach, Joe Missoula. I am on fire, and I am ready to go in my beloved Boston, a city that has meant so much, not just to me individually, because I'm a team guy, but Boston, the city, the team, the players, the community, everybody there in New England, they didn't just give me my career back. They gave me my life back. But one of the things that we're doing with this 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 digital collectible, the 617, available at distinct.so. It's all about history, the economy, the culture, the business, the innovation, the sports, the entertainment of Boston. Yeah, what a place, what a city, what a community, what a vision. Because early on, guys, in my life, when I first found the Boston Celtics in the early 1960s on the radio in my hometown of San Diego, I developed hope, opportunity, and purpose in my life. That eventually evolved to include pride, loyalty, and gratitude. And that's what we're doing right here with this fantastic project. Once again, I am the luckiest guy in the world. My holidays are great, but realistically, in my life, Every day is a holiday. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Andy. Oh, morning. That was that maybe, sir, the greatest introduction and the greatest start to an interview, a phone call in sports radio history. I've been told I've been a fan for years. I watched you help raise a banner back in the 80s as a child growing up in the South Shore of Boston. I know you have great energy, personality to spare, like I said during the intro, but you have already exceeded any and all 
expectations, sir. Yeah. And uh, Bill, before Take we get to standards higher, please. <laughs> a lot of great things going on right now. One of the things that you know, Bill Russell is my favorite player ever. Just what I was going to ask you about. Just what I was going to ask you about. Um, He was a guy that meant so much. And uh, we have a shrine in our house and some people are putting together a movie right now about Bill. And they were at at the house in in San Diego. I live in my hometown. I travel constantly for business, travel constantly for ESPN, the Pac-12 network, college basketball, uh, watch a ton of basketball and to see the way the Celtics are playing. It's always difficult. You know, we're only 40% of the way in to the season, regular season. And, you know, the playoffs, we're not even in the year that the playoff, that the finals are going to start. So we've got a long way to go here. But to, to see how they have responded, you know, they had the finals last year. Golden State proved to be a better team at the end, and you know they deserve to win. But the Celtics had their chances, and when you when you have a chance at something, and it doesn't work, and it's how you respond. And one of the things that I've had to develop in my life is a, a sense of resiliency with all the injuries and all the challenges and all the problems. Uh, my, my stuttering problem and uh, making the choice as illogical, as improbable as it's ever been to go and try to make a career in broadcasting. This would be my 33rd year now in broadcasting and to learn from the, the great Mike Gorman and to see what uh, the Celtic message has always been, what Steve and Wick do in terms of building this franchise back up to the top. And They're playing great basketball right now, but in life we always know that it's about what's next and how we can keep it going, the whole notion of sustainability. And the Celtics now uh, on top of the world, Brooklyn's playing fantastic. What Giannis and Milwaukee continue to do on a nightly basis, I have great interest in Cleveland right now, one of our sons uh, is assistant coach with the Cavaliers. They have a, a lot of promise, a lot of talent, but they haven't been able to deliver consistently in the biggest of games, the biggest of moments. That all starts by winning at every game at home. And you see that the Celtics coming together as a team, and that's what I love because the enabling, the empowering nature of what the NBA gives to all of us, college basketball for me right now, and distinct.so. When when these guys, particularly Jimmy McLeod, came to me with the idea, I said, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. And he's just such a smart dude. And he's uh, just one of those people who resonates with – Energy, enthusiasm, passion, commitment, industriousness, enthusiasm, all the things that I've tried to incorporate into my life. But uh, few people have made more mistakes than me. I'm just glad to still be going here, going strong as can be, and to be on WEEI. Are you kidding? This was the this is the source of news, source of life. It's the fountain, the fountain where we come every morning to drink and, and get the, the, the charge, the charge that runs not only our own lives, but runs all our equipment that keeps us connected to the world. And I want to thank you guys, Nick and Andy, for making it so positive, making it so fun, and making it such a, 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 a dream opportunity, a dream opportunity when we talk about the imagination, we talk about the creativity, uh, the, uh, you know, that's the 617. In the time that I had, you know, I, I, I was at a very low point, dark point in my career. I had just spent six years with Donald Sterling and the Clippers. And if you ever doubt the value of leadership, I mean, we see what Wick and Steve do all the time with the Celtics. But see what Steve Ballmer has done with the Clippers, my team that I was on before I came to the Celtics. And it was just such an incredible, refreshing moment because my whole life had been about the dream of being part of the team. And, and, and that team, there's so many phenomenal Celtics in history, and so I'm glad that so many of them have been honored for their contributions. And, but, you know, the, the, you've got to have great leadership. You've got to have the great player. You've got to have the player who is better than the other team's best player. And, and that was always Bill Russell, who, just, who, who somehow, some way would find a way to win. And the way that he approached it, by looking around at his teammates, it's, you know, starting with Bob Cousy, also a Holy Cross graduate like Jimmy McLeod. And now you have uh, this 
incredible series of events that come in and, you know, getting Bill Sharman and getting Red Auerbach and getting Tommy Heinsohn also from Holy Cross here and all the different guys who come in and make this foundation so special. You got Frank Ramsey and then you start getting John Havlicek and Sam Jones and Casey Jones and it just keeps going on and on and they just keep winning all the time and oh my gosh. Dan Shaughnessy's recent book about I wish it had lasted forever. Lee Montfield's recent book, Tall Men, Short Shorts. It just it, it just makes me so proud. And, and and as Jimmy McLeod and I bring this new digital collectible, the six one seven, into the world, Distinct SO, it, it, the good fortune to me just keeps happening all the time. And and as I spend this time here in the snow of southeastern Washington, you know, I I live in one of the most densely populated places on earth in Southern California. A ton of people there. And to, to be out here a long flight through Salt Lake City to get to Spokane, then a couple-hour drive down through the Palouse and the Lois Hills and the Steptoe Butte. And I'm going over to see the Snake River today and all the rivers. We don't have rivers where we live. I know you got the Charles River where we lived out there in Cambridge right off Harvard Square when we were there back in the 80s. That was quite a long time ago. But to be privileged enough to be of teammate of Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge, Scotty Wedman, Rick Carlisle, Jerry Seasting, and have our coach be uh, Casey Jones. We just love that guy. We would have done anything for Casey Jones. And uh, we rest in peace, Casey, as we as we say another prayer, light another candle for a true legend in Pelé who, who just went down yesterday. I had the privilege. I'm a huge soccer fan. This year's World Cup was just over the top. Uh, but I had the huge privilege of watching uh, a lot of Pelé's career and following it. I saw him in person play. I saw him a lot on television. And it, it was just truly spectacular. And things, though, you know, Pele made it to 82. Tough life there. Bill Russell, very tough life. He made it, I believe, to 89. And so I'm just the child here at 70, but uh, doing better than ever physically. Excuse me. And now if I can just clear my throat, we we get on with the fine program here. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Mr. Walton, unfortunately, we're gonna we're just up against a, a commercial break coming up in a second. Um, but i i did okay. want to I did want to ask you uh, one last little quick question before we go. Um, yeah. Of the ten years in your career and all the different initiatives that you've been involved with, your broadcast, uh, your playing career, some of your side pursuits, what is it that led you back to Boston or want to be so clearly known? with and associated with Boston above anything and everything else. Only two years in your 10-year playing career, obviously the one championship. But what is it about Boston, to quickly wrap up, that means so much to you in the end? The history of the Celtics, the history of Red Auerbach, the history of Bill Russell and all the different guys and the way they played, the style, the identity, and the culture. And that not only is reflected by the team on the court, but the people in the community. I was a huge Celtic fan. I fell in love with the Celtics when I was nine years old because of the way that Chick Hearn on the radio in Southern California would talk about it. We didn't have television. Celtic games were not on TV in Southern California when I was a boy. We didn't even have a TV. And so, but the, the way they played, the style, the way that Chick Hearn uh, described them, and then the power that, that Bill Russell brought to the world with his life. And when my mother, the, my parents, most unathletic people you've ever seen, but my mom was a librarian, and she brought home a book one day in 1964, Go Up for Glory. She says, Billy, I don't know who this guy is or what this book is about, but they're all talking about it in yep. the library. And it was Bill Russell's first book, and my life was never the same again. As I keep moving it forward. Yep. And, and this uh, team is dynamite now. Yep. And they're they're yeah. truly sorry to jump in there, sir, but uh, the team is dynamite uh, now. They're winning a ton. You don't need to call me sir. My, <laughs> you don't need to call me sir. My <laughs> name is Bill. Well, Bill, <laughs> all I, I was privileged to be on the on the Boston Celtics. Yes. <laughs> and I and I after the first game, I played the first regular season game that I played, and absolutely was a disgrace to the sport of basketball. And Larry Bird looked at Bob Ryan and all the different writers, Dan Shaughnessy, and he looked around and said, "We traded for this guy. What a waste of time." But uh, fortunately for me, uh, I was able to have a, a good game every now and again. 
and then now we've been able to memorialize everything with these digi- with these digital collectibles here, distinct.so. Yes, Thanks sir. for having me, guys. The 617, where dreams become reality, where we come to grow, and where the deal goes down. Yeah, let's rock. Game time. Celtics in first place. Order has been restored in the universe. Rock on. <laughs> I love it. Yes, you can follow him on Twitter, at Bill Walton, distinct.so for the 617 collection, a series of digital collectibles and remembrances soon available and launching in a marketplace near you. Bill, we'll look forward to hopefully seeing you when they raise banner number 18 next June. It's been a pleasure hearing from you. Happy rest of the year. Happy 2023 and beyond, sir. Bill, excuse me. Happy everything forever. Let's go. Bill Walton joining us on the Harbor One hotline today. Um, Well, Andy, I think we have a... I just went to the gym. I came back. (laughs) We have a little few things to unpack. Um, We uh, will be back with the Bill Walton Show featuring Fitzy and Hart in just a moment there. Um, That was uh, the longest. Is that the longest? That's the longest opening. And then the longest answer to a question in the history of sports? Oh, easily. Easily. Listen, in terms of, like, making an impact, in terms of being remembered, in terms of uh, an indelible imprint. I can never talk about you being wordy again. (laughs) All that positive energy. May we all feel that good at the age of 70. May we all live so long and have such an illustrious career and put all. Yep. All right. There we go. I'm out of words. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you very much. Let's go Celtics. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. More of your Patriots calls as we get you ready for Patriots and Dolphins on Sunday. Talk about the Celtics' huge win last night. It's all out there. Let's go, baby. (laughs) You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original. WEEI. You're unbelievable. Programming announcement here at WEEI starting January 3rd. The Bill Walton Show, which runs from 6A to 6P, premieres here on WEEI. 12 hours of one of everyone's favorite players and a world champion with your Boston Celtics. Okay, what's he on? Uh, that was a surreal moment, if ever. I left him, took a lap, came back. You still well, I mean, you needed a coffee. I mean, um, I, I will say this. Considering how hard we've been working, filling in, doing the podcast, doing the Six Rings postgame show, doing some afternoons, doing the middays for a couple of weeks to hear during the holidays, he made our job easier. Oh, boy, did he. He like See, and that's the generosity of the season. He's a giver. That's the spirit of the holidays. Bill Walton is still a giver at the age of 70 with energy to spare for several, if not 10 or 20 dozen men. To, to know what we were going to like, he's like a precog. He knew what we were going to ask in advance about Joe Missoula. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, uh, the the NBA history on the of whole, the Boston Celtics, the history of the Boston Celtics, the history of the world, uh, Bill Russell as well. Um, he answered all of it and then some. Yes, he did. So thank you. I I now have Bill Walton's energy because I was able to kick back, relax, and uh, enjoy a show within a show. You don't need to talk as much as Bill Walton does, though. It, it's okay. <laughs> Please don't. Actually, Paul's in Quincy. He would like to uh, speak quickly on the legend of Bill Walton. Hello, Paul. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, mostly called just to wish you a happy new year. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Yeah, yeah. And I was just wondering, uh, did either one of you guys feel like Gail Sayers when Bill, well, Bill Walton was talking? Hey, Bill, just give me six inches of daylight to get a freaking word in, will you? <laughs> you know? I mean, note to self, don't ever bump into Bill Walton on the way to the restroom. Oh, don't no. Ask him, <laughs> don't, don't ask him at the mor- in the morning at the coffee maker uh, how he's doing. You know why? He'll tell you. <laughs> oh, it was... I had one more, but I forgot it. I, I, happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Paul. Oh, Paul, bless your soul. Thank you so much. That was uh, that was it. That you know what? You think when he's dying, they'll be like any last words? <laughs> <laughs> He'll live forever, I, right? I, I, just I, like, God, I don't, I don't, I don't, and the priest is like, I mean, he's a, Bill, I mean, actually, I gotta go. He is. He's. You know, this? you you can't say very unique because if one is to be unique, there is only one of you. So he is. Unique, to say the Absolutely. least. Absolutely, An absolute character. Have you ever seen that clip where they gave him a cupcake wow. on air with the candle burning in it for his, I think it was his birthday, and he just ate the whole thing, <laughs> candle and all, <laughs> just mashed it in his mouth? Oh, um, my gosh. So he's working with some uh, some people that I used to know for Major League Baseball on this new, obviously, series of collectibles. He may have mentioned the name a few times, Distinct.so. And Jimmy. Um, and they're making, yeah, and Jimmy McLeod. Um, 
whatever. And they've got the 617 collection where you can get the, you know, NFTs, collectibles, memorable audio, like all this stuff. Like, it's the future. I know Hardo's like yourself, like, hey, can I get a CAD? Can I get something physical? I don't buy into all this stuff. It is the future. Obviously, somebody like Bill Walton may be buying into all that stuff, whatever. Um, I was glad just to at least to get a little bit of an answer on the whole, like, why Boston, though? Because it does sort of, like, doesn't it, like pique your curiosity like technically kevin garnett plays many more years in minnesota than he does in boston but he's remembered forever as a boston celtic his number's been retired he's you know permanent he, he's a legend now in the rafters forever bill walton played several other places only two years and one of those years was injury shortened in boston yet still like guys like him they always want to be remembered for Bo- pedro played several other places he wants to be remembered for boston what is that certain something about boston that just like sticks with these legends passion it's a simple passion for the sports. Now, he was also a member of one of the great basketball teams of all time. Like, the, the those 80s Celtics, the Larry Bird Celtics, mm-hmm. are thrown up there. You and know, that 86 Celtics team. Was unreal. Wagon. And and that was one of those teams, rolled the ball out and just, good luck, boys. I'm Get sure out of the way. Fine. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think there's there's some of that, the great team and, and generation of player, the big three that he was a part of and all of that. But I also do think just the passion of this city, the the uniqueness of this city and the fan base and the players feel that and people talk about that. And I don't think some places people say, you know, we have great fans and they're mm-hmm. like looking out into a crowd. It's like half full. Not Gillette last week, but no. I'm talking in general. That was that was more anomalous. Like I'd rather care and be miserable than not care and just be like perpetually like indifferent. Right. And, and they always talk about it at Fenway that they're in the game. They know what's going on. They'll cheer for a moment. Might be the other team. Might be whatever the pitcher is doing in the eighth inning, and they're aware that they're seeing something momentous or historic. Could there be any greater sign of the respect others show for the passion of the Boston fan and the history of Boston sports than in 2005 when the Red Sox opened the season at home against the Yankees and they introduced the Yankees and Mariano Rivera and the fans cheer for Mariano and he smiles and tips his cap to all of them like, obviously I want to beat you every time I'm out here and I'm a Yankee forever. However, I understand when I didn't do my job and it led you to, like, I understand my role in your history. Right. Like, that was that's legitimately one of my favorite all-time Red Sox and Boston sports moments. And there's been a lot of those over the years because it is a special place to play. And, I mean, hell, we work in this business in part because of the passion and fan base and support that fans have for the teams and how much they are invested in their teams. And the players feel that at a exponentially higher level in their lives and when they're here. Now I just gave myself a case of the Fenway Fields, and I'm happy again. Uh, and then we're going to probably talk about Mac Jones and the Patriots again in a few minutes, and I'm not going to feel as good. Or you could just be as happy as Bill Walton. Back to the phones we go. Harrison is in the vineyard. Hello, Harrison. Nice to hear from the vineyard. How are we doing out there? Uh, we're doing all right. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to give a, a thank you to the two of you, Fitzy and Hart, for uh, filling in. I am uh, – avid listener and you guys do a great job filling in for the regular day hosts and i just want to say happy new year thank you thank you thank appreciate you. it Harrison. That. see bill walton calls up does oh. a mini podcast within the show next thing you know we're mm-hmm. all just feeling the love the good vibes are rolling thank you how nice is that how does he tweet is he on twitter like he can't fit it down to a tweet like <laughs> someone else must be monitored. slash thread on every thread <laughs> thread <laughs> thread with the needle icon that's the first like that always shows up in the top left corner of most use icons it's we did number of something it's just the number uh speaking of sports radio history says the 920 okay. that may have been the first interview that fitzy gave in which the guest out talked him oh, oh. sorry this is a talking medium, you jerk in the 920. At the same time, I also know that brevity is the soul of wit, which is why Andy says I'm not funny. And I could probably, you know what? New Year's resolution number one for me, tighten 2023. Gonna tighten it up a little bit. An economy of words. <laughs> you, you can't. St- you have a better chance of not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Last call in the hour. David's in Florida. Would like to talk Bill Walton and more here at the end of the year on Fitzy and Hart. Hi, David. That was maybe the greatest interview <laughs> At least you guys have done of all time. <laughs> is that you, Fitzies? Uh, I went to the gym. I just got back. <laughs> no, that was Andy. I mean, I was waiting for him to bring in Muhammad Ali and Jim <laughs> Thorpe and Mother Teresa. And, you know, I mean, Bill Walton is many things, but one thing he is not is laconic. And <laughs> that was just. Dare I, that was, uh, that was, dare I say, David? Uh, 
if the goal of an interview uh, that may or may not have a tie-in or promotion to it is to be memorable and unforgettable, you probably won't be forgetting uh, Mr. Walton's call into the program anytime soon. No, absolutely not. I mean, that he, he, he's one of a kind. And while we have uh, you to yeah. wrap up the second hour's resolution, what do you want most for Boston sports in 2023? For the players to develop some appreciation regardless of whatever sport they play, for the players to develop some appreciation for the fundamentals of their particular sport, to develop some integrity, and to become coachable and and respect the culture of their game. Because that's I, I am scared s for the future of professional sports. They also need to get off your lawn, Dave. Yeah, thank I you. I got for... one more thing for you, too. I got one more thing for you. Real quick. Okay. All right, got a dad joke for you. Oh, what yeah. do you call? Yeah. What do you call people who are it's a little late? But what do you call people who are afraid of Santa Claus? What do you call people who are afraid of claustrophobic? Claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, don't try to sneak a dad joke past me, David. <laughs> Goodbye, Not this early in the day, baby, Thank or late in the year. Have a happy New Year. What an end to an unforgettable hour number two on the midday program here with Fitzy and Hart on Weei. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.